good evening and good afternoon. I hope you guys have been having a wonderful week. I know I am and I'm super excited for this upcoming week because this is the first full week of law school because apparently orientation wasn't enough. That's right, I am finished with orientation and starting off my journey as a law student. So please, please wish me some luck. I am super excited as you can tell from my voice. But you're not here to hear me talk about law school. You're here to hear about all the nerd media you want. So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode discussing the live action dilemma that Disney is currently facing. And to do this, we're going to be taking a look on why some of the live action Disney remakes that are basically being presented to us are beginning to fail, whether it be because of their advertisements, their connectivity to the audience in some markets, or because of the quality. And for this basically occasion, we're going to go back in time for about, I don't know, eight years to the first live action remake of an animated film since 101 Dalmatians, which is Cinderella. Now, I know what you guys are going to be saying, why aren't we starting with Maleficent or Alice in Wonderland? And the reason we're not starting off with those films is because one, Maleficent was basically a retelling of Sleeping Beauty from the villain's perspective. So technically not a live action remake, but an original film. And Alice in Wonderland was a continuation of the animated film. So a sequel, not a live action remake. But anyway, let's go ahead and go back to Cinderella and talk about how this basically started the rabbit hole, which is the live action remakes. And one of the reasons why it was so successful was basically because it was Cinderella. It was basically a retelling of the same story with a few added elements here and there. But people were happy to see Cinderella back in the big screen and super excited that they were able to take their kids to see this movie that they had enjoyed when they were younger. Even more so to the point where it basically made 5244 million dollars on a 95 million dollar budget it was so well received by critics and audiences that it made disney think hey maybe we found a new market for live action films of our animated films but we need to make sure that this wasn't a fluke and that question was answered with their next live action remake which was the jungle book which in my opinion was their best live action remake my all-time favorite because one not only did it take elements in retelling the same story from the animated film, but they also took elements from the book that wasn't in the original movie. And in my opinion, that's a win because, hey, how can you complain they changed parts of the story when in fact they're going back to the original content? That, in my opinion, was brilliant. Because, of course, the movie was somewhat different, it kept the same spirit of the original and improved upon it. One thing I, when I saw the movie was that I was basically afraid that it was going to be a rehash. But again, I was presently surprised to the point where this became my favorite live-action remake. The story elements changed, but it was for the better. The differences were, of course, how they met Baloo, the inclusion of, uh, oh my god, what's this dude's name? Mogwai? No, uh, Mogis. Uh, Wolf Family, and not to mention the addition of why everybody was afraid of man and the fire, which was somewhat touched upon in the animated film, but wasn't really expressed unlike how it was here. And people seemed to enjoy this movie, even more so than the last one because it 
almost made a billion dollars showing that, hey, we need to make more of this to make a lot of money since people are going to come see these live action remakes. And boy, did they start cooking with these live action remakes as if they were hotcakes because they basically began to remake almost all of them. And we got a list of all the live action remakes that we were about to get with the next one being Beauty and the Beast. And my God, did so many people start going crazy for this movie, even more so than the last one. And you know what happened? This one actually went over the billion dollar mark showing that the success of these live action remakes was not fading and Disney needed to jump on this horse and ride it out as long as they can. Now when it came to Beauty and the Beast this one was a lot more faithful than the Jungle Book remake. It basically went from the same story maybe they added a song and a story element but besides all that it was basically the same. People were happy to see their favorite animated films become live action with their favorite actors or actresses playing the part and Disney was more than happy to take their money to do so. And to Disney, they basically hit the jackpot. They wanted to keep on making these movies. They were doing all these crazy advertisements, especially when it came to the commercials, the billboards, Disneyland showing, hey, you guys got to see this new live action remake of your favorite animated film. Their marketing team was basically printing out gold because, again, Beauty and the Beast made over a billion dollars and it wasn't the last one to do so. Because the next two live action remakes that came out later in 2019 also made over a billion dollars and that was Aladdin and the Lion King. Disney at this point felt like they were on top of the world, like they could not fail. And you know what? Making two movies in one year that grossed over a billion dollars. And I think also Marvel's Endgame came out this year, which also grossed two billion dollars. Heck, if this was 2019, I would think that Disney couldn't fail. But ironically enough, in 2019, their first live action remake to fail was also placed in this year, which was Dumbo. People were not happy with the changes that they made to Dumbo. First, it was Tim Burton's Dumbo, which we already know he made changes to make the movie darker. And to be fair, Dumbo was pretty dark. But a lot of people were not happy with the changes. They took out the crows, which in my opinion, wasn't a bad thing just because of what the crows represented, but they also changed Dumbo getting drunk. They made some new story elements to add a villain and a bunch of other stuff that wasn't really necessary. And because of that, Dumbo failed. And again, it was the first time a live action remake lost money. But for Disney, why should that matter? They were on top of the world, grossing movies that made billions of dollars. Not to mention with all the money they were making, they basically still had a lot of live action remakes that they were going to do. And they could spare a live action remake to come on their new streaming platform, which was Disney Plus. And that was Lady and the Tramp. Now, this movie was met with pretty mixed reviews, but again, it was a free movie, so nobody really complained and people were kind of happy to have a free movie, especially with Disney advertising their new streaming service, Disney+. Plus. But alas, all good things must come to an end, and that could basically be said for the, all the live-action remakes that came after Lady and the Tramp. Because let's go ahead and talk about one of Disney's most controversial live-action remakes, which was Mulan. 
Now, when the movie was first announced back in 2017, everybody was happy. People were excited to see these songs that people had loved from the animated film brought to the big screen in live action form. But people's dreams were dashed when it was revealed by the director that this movie was going to be grounded and have no songs. Now, people went crazy because think about it. This movie had a lot of popular Disney songs that were well known by boys and girls. I personally love the song Make a Man Out of You. That is actually one of my favorite Disney songs. And I was one of the people disappointed that I wasn't able to see that in the live action remake. But they talked about how they wanted this film to be more grounded, which is why they didn't have any songs or wanted to include Mushu. You know what? When I first heard that decision and the reasoning behind that, I actually began to respect the film. For one, it wanted to be more serious in turn and wanted again to be grounded so they wanted to show Mulan without all the magic without all the dragons or anything and just show a girl trying to save her father by taking his place in the Chinese army against the Mongols but apparently that went out the window when they replaced Mushu with a phoenix and added a witch in the movie yeah that was um that was terrible and if they were going to do that, they might as well have placed the musical numbers. Now, of course, because of 2020 and because of COVID, the movie appeared on Disney Plus and it was universally hated. Oh my God, did people hate the movie. It was criticized for the story elements, the historical inaccuracies, the depiction of the Chinese people, and many, many more complaints. And not to mention the changes they made didn't sit right with the original fans of the animated film either and it showed. The movie did not do well in the Chinese market which is one of the biggest markets for movies to do worldwide. If you want to make a movie successful in the international market, you got to be successful in China because that's where a lot of the money comes from. And the movie only grossed 70 million in selected theaters. Now, a lot of people tried to justify the film saying, oh, Disney was doing this for this reason or this reason. But the people trying to defend the movie was basically trying to do it for the likes and basically showed that they were more understanding than other people. Yeah, no, it was bad. Terrible. Terrible. I don't care what these people say. They're just saying it for the likes. But anyway, it would be another two years before another Disney live action remake would be made, which was Pinocchio. And it was released on Disney+. Plus. So it was a free movie and it wasn't in theaters, but it was met with terrible reviews. People's perception of live action remakes had waned severely. And not to mention they saw these remakes as cash grabs and unnecessary, which was bad for Disney because they basically still had a bunch of live action remakes that they were going to do. And of course, in the end, they wanted these movies to make money. And people didn't like the deviations Disney's was making to the story. And this is going to be a very, very common theme for the movies that were released afterwards. And for that, we're going to be talking about Disney's so far most controversial Disney live action remake. Although the one after this may top that, but for right now, The Little Mermaid is Disney's most controversial live action remake. When Halle Bailey was announced as the titular character, oh my god, did people go crazy? 
crazy. People accused Disney of pandering to the woke, changing an original character that was originally white to a person of color to appease POC people and so on and so forth. Not to mention people were going crazy because apparently Ariel's hair wasn't red enough. That was more of the little stuff, but anyway, again, people were going crazy. Not to mention with some of the other changes that Disney made as well. They gender swapped Scuttle and not to mention this person who was originally a guy or seagull was now going to be a girl voiced by Aquafina. Flounder looked absolutely terrifying. I don't know what these guys were thinking because oh my god did Flounder look horrifying. And not to mention again a lot of people accused Disney of pandering to the woke and the left. And interestingly enough this controversy didn't stop in America but was echoed from other countries such as China, South Korea, Japan, Germany, France, and many others. They also decided to do some story changes as well, making Ursula Triton's sister, which basically makes her Ariel's aunt. They also had Ariel kill Ursula instead of Eric, which I thought was dumb, especially with them working together to kill Ursula was such a compelling ending to the story. Not to mention Ariel forgot that she needed to kiss Eric, which I guess was whatever, but the most controversial thing to happen happened in this movie, in my opinion, was basically having Aquafina rap. I don't know if you guys have heard her Scuttle song, but I never, never want to hear it ever again. My god, did I feel my ears bleed. But anyway, enough, a lot of people were wondering, with all this controversy, was this movie going to make money at the box office? And while it did do fantastically in the beginning, it slowed down significantly. By God, did it slow down significantly. You guys gotta remember, this movie needed $500 million just to break even. And after its total run in the movie theaters, it only grossed about $571 million. So it was a pretty big disappointment to Disney. It wasn't the box office flop that a lot of people were calling it out to be, but it wasn't a success that Disney was hoping for. Because remember, the last live action remakes that went to theaters grossed over a billion dollars, making so much money and profit that Disney was able to sit back and relax. This one didn't, and it failed in a lot of other markets across the world, especially in China and South Korea. It basically flopped there, and again, a lot of people called out Disney's changing the titular character from a white character to a black one. And the marketing for this movie didn't really help things. I mean, they spent about $250 million on marketing for this movie, hoping that it would bring people in and gross over a billion dollars like the previous one. But again, it barely broke even. And Disney really tried to hide the fact that this movie barely broke even, basically having people post about how this movie was making box office waves, when in reality, it was barely making splashes. And people began to echo what they were echoing before, saying that they didn't want to see any more live-action remakes, they were tired of Disney rehashing the same old thing and making these crazy changes. 
But Disney, of course, doubled down on their live-action remakes and announced that Moana was getting a live-action remake, which is insane because, one, the movie isn't even 10 years old. Which was crazy that a movie that's not even 10 years old was getting a live-action remake when there were so many other old Disney movies that deserved to be remade in live-action. Lilo and Stitch was also announced to be getting the live-action treatment, which I wasn't happy about. But, again, Disney wanted to double down on this and basically say, hey, we want to show these movies to the big screen again and reintroduce these characters. Again, which is weird for Moana, since, again, the movie's not even 10 years old. But, we have gotten past Little Mermaid, and now we're at Disney's current live-action remake that's going to be released next year, and so far is raising the bar to basically Little Mermaid standards on how controversial a Disney live-action movie can be, and that live-action remake is Snow White. Now, let's go ahead and begin with the first controversy that a lot of people are having with the film, and that was basically casting a Hispanic to play the titular character. A lot of people saw this again as people pandering to the left and the woke, having a POC play a character originally white. Now, ironically enough, that became the least controversial thing to come out of Snow White, which is kind of funny because that basically defined The Little Mermaid. But I digress because, again, this became the least controversial thing so far because after it was announced that uh, Rachel Zegler was going to be playing Snow White, Peter Dinklage commented about how backwards the roles of the dwarves was with the movie about them being people in caves, basically showing how they reinforce stereotypes, which led to the biggest controversy there was, which was no more dwarves in the live action remake of Snow White and the seven dwarves. Well, basically they had one person who was a dwarf, but the rest were played by regular people. And actors with dwarfism basically criticized Disney for taking the jobs away from them because they talked about how they were already at a disadvantage when it came to acting roles and them taking away the dwarves from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was again taking jobs away from them because they basically sacrificed paying roles for the sake of being progressive. Not to mention the controversy and criticism didn't end with Disney. It also affected Peter Dinklage as other dwarves were calling him out for basically helping Disney take jobs away from them. Now, I really wish I can say that the controversy ended there, but it didn't because later and later this year, Rachel Zegler, who is playing Snow White, made comments about the upcoming movie being a modern take and that Snow White wasn't going to be saved by Prince Charming and how Prince Charming following her was creepy and how he was a stalker, how Snow White was going to be more independent a girl boss. And people really didn't take well to those comments. Even the son of the director who directed the original Snow White film called out Zegler for not understanding the main point of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, of it being a love story. And people began to echo again that they didn't want these live action remakes, that Disney should just stop. And if The Little Mermaid has shown us anything, is that Disney hasn't had that much success with these live-action remakes as of yet, whether it comes from the box office or it comes from fans and critics. And a lot of people just want Disney to make original content again. Me, I would love Disney to make original content again because that's why I love Disney. They would come up with these fantastic stories 
that people really didn't bring attention to. And you know what's the benefit of making an original movie? You can make the main character a person of color and not have a lot of people criticize you because again, it's an original story. Now one thing I will say, if Disney really wants to continue making live action remakes, the best thing that they can do is take a look at animated films that didn't do well initially but became popular over time and just remake that. One movie I'm surprised they haven't done a live action remake, especially since the animated film had a diverse cast and they can basically cast people of color because they were main characters in the original film, and that is Atlantis. I would love to see an Atlantis live action remake. That would be really good because it originally didn't do well. Heck, I would love a Treasure Planet live action remake. Half of them were alien. Cast whoever you want as the main characters. They were all different people, aliens, so you can cast any race because I really don't think people are going to be mad if uh, the guy who played the pirates or the main captain, if they casted a black woman, an Asian woman, because she was an alien. You can cast anybody. But again, Disney's going to continue with all these live action remakes, making changes to the story that nobody wants, and they're going to end up losing money. I mean, the one thing I really can see Disney doing, and it's the same thing that the Blue Beetle director is doing, is trying to guilt the audience into watching this movie, especially Hispanics. I mean, the Blue Beetle director basically said, hey, if you want Hispanics to have more leads and roles, we have to go see this Blue Beetle movie. You have to show up and represent. And that is the wrong message you want to send out to people. You don't want to guilt them into seeing a movie because they're going to roll their eyes and make sure they're never gonna see the movie like once i heard the Blue director for blue beetle say that i know i all my interest of seeing this movie went out the window and you see how bad that movie is doing box office wise but again if disney really wants to change people's perspectives on these live action remakes they should really look at movies that didn't do well again treasure planet the black cauldron atlantis and many more Disney has been around for almost 100 years. I guarantee you that they have animated films that didn't do well that they can basically bring back to the big screen. Heck, doing a live action remake of an unknown Disney animated film that not a lot of people know of would be fantastic because heck, it'd be bringing a story from way back when to modern audiences and you could really change the story because people aren't going to care as much as they do from films from Disney's Renaissance era, from their golden age. Trust me, people are not going to care. And no matter how much money they put into their marketing, it's not going to change the viewpoints that people already have about these live action remakes. I really hope that Disney learns their lesson and stops, but who knows, maybe Disney has to lose a few more million dollars or hundreds of million dollars to get the lesson. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and I hope you guys come back for next week. Sayonara, see you later, and please, please wish me well for my first day of law school tomorrow. You guys have a blessed one. Goodbye.